Well, I'm not sure what happened, but the audio got messed up. I will be doing everything in my power to make sure this does not become a recurring thing. Sorry, enjoy the episode. Hey, hi, how are you? Hello, welcome. I'm not really sure. I think I'm going to stand here today. This should make editing easier. Hi, guys, how are you? It's me, Vince. Hello, hello. I gotta find out what Chan is now. Hello, welcome to the show. It's episode 215. I have some things to talk about. Um, the last segment, the third segment of today's program is going to be on the Fallout show, some new stuff that come out, so stick around for that. Welcome to episode 215. Uh, before I even get anything, two things real quick. One, if you are part of the Patreon, there is a $10 tier called Film Live for a Studio Audience where you can listen to these episodes get filmed live. So all you have to do is be in the Discord, and I will put the call to action inside of the Discord saying, hey... Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. That's when I record. If you're in that tier, you can listen to these, get recorded live, hear all the fuck-ups, all the the little bips, bops, boops, beeps, and blips. Uh, But even if you're not in that tier, thank you for supporting on the Patreon. There's a link in the description below to the Patreon if you'd like to get uh, to be a part of that tier. Sometimes Kyle's here for it, sometimes not. Either way, it's a good time. You get to see me live behind my green screen. Uh, and you get to hear me fuck up. And if I can get it to work, I'll put the music that I listen to in the show. I don't, like, into the, the background, so you might be able to hear it. I don't know if I can get that to work or not. Uh, Kyle and I were fiddling with it, and we couldn't figure it out. But I'll tr- do my damnedest to make sure it works in some capacity. Also, I don't know how the audio is going to be on this. I just spent, like, 25 minutes troubleshooting audio, so if it's messed up, I really, really apologize. Just want to get that out of the way. Because uh, I pride myself on having decent audio, um, I don't. Uh, it's I, I I like it. For me, the the hip hop in me is very happy that I use a sampler and a Focusrite and a laptop. It's very bare bones. It's like that picture. I'll put it behind me real quick of Nas in his bedroom at like seventeen. Like it just reminds me of shit like that. Welcome to episode two fifteen. Uh, I don't know where you guys are. Because people in the UK listen. Uh, there's As far as Spain and parts of Russia, I'm pretty sure, have, have heard this. You could be using a VPN, so I'm, I'm not entirely sure. But in the great state of Colorado, they just are have been giving out stimulus checks that are, like, only for Colorado. And it was pretty decent. Like, I got one that was, like, a $400 check, and I just got another one that was, like, 700 bucks, A little more. Uh, and it's like a flat thing. If you have kids, it's a little different. If you're married, it comes as one check, from what I understand. And it's like 1500 bucks. But, like, you know, I got it. And I, and I put most of it away. Like, half, a little more than half away. And I said, you know what, I'll treat myself. I'm wearing the same pair of shoes. Even though I have almost 30 pairs, I've been wearing the same pair of shoes every day since, like, 2017. And I was like, I need a new pair of everyday shoe. So, I went to the mall, as one does. And I bought two pairs. Because, you know, one was on sale, so I don't feel as bad. Like, oh yeah, I got two pairs. Uh, But I got a pair of Vans, just some skate highs, just some everyday, regular schmegular shits. And some Adidas. Because I don't have really any Adidas, and they're important. It's not Superstars, but the Superstar is like the most culturally important shoe, in my opinion. Because of Run DMC and Queens, all that stuff, right? So I go there. Let me tell you, everybody and their mother was out at the mall. Like, everybody was at the mall. And it was just like, 
Nobody's saving? One dude... Okay, so there's... Uh, I doubt anybody cares about sneakers the way I care about sneakers that's going to listen to the show. Um, but there was a pair of Jordans, the Sevens to be exact, in the citrus color clay that had just recently come out. These Jones cost $200. Too flat. Like, not, not, no discount code, no coupon. They just came out. Two hundo. Right? Two bands. I think that's a band. I don't remember. A stack? I don't remember. I don't know. Whatever. So, these shoes come out, and this guy is in a finish line or a footlock. I don't even remember what store I was in. Just looking around, browsing, perusing, window shipping, if you will. And this dude bought three pairs of the same shoe. And, like, I went home and checked StockX just out of curiosity, because I'm interested in sneakers, obviously. This dude was buying three pairs. I don't know the sizes. He could have been buying it for the whole family. They all match, get a nice Christmas photo going. But, like, but three pairs of the same shoe for $200 each, and they're going on StockX, which, if you don't know what StockX is, I, I forget that not everybody hyper-fixated on sneakers one summer and then just all of a sudden was into them. Um... It's, it's like a stock market for things. So, and they started with sneakers, and now they sell, like, NFTs because, you know, fuck the environment. Uh, but, like, they're selling for, like, 220 230 240 Like, they're... And then, like, StockX takes their fees, and you got to pay fees and other stuff and shipping and whatnot. I think the bu- buyer pays, whatever. Like, what are you going to make? F- 15 bucks, 10 bucks on a pair of shoes, and you're going to resell them? So... Like, it was just one of those things where it was like, here's a little bit of money, and then you just recklessly spend. And it was just like, I'm watching this in real time going, I bought Vans, quite probably the cheapest pair of shoes you could buy. I bought a pair of $110 shoes that were on sale for a 65. So, like, you know, I didn't even, I wasn't out here, like, breaking the bank or anything. But it was, it's just, I like malls a lot. And the mall that's near me, I think, was used for, like, a Disney Channel original movie. I don't know if that's true or not, but it feels right. Like, every time I'm in there, I'm in the courtyard, I'm like, I've been here. Like, during my childhood, I have seen this. I don't know. I like malls. They're dying, and everything out here is so wide. Like, you can't build up. There's, like, a law in Colorado that you can't build up so you don't block the view of the mountains. And I don't know if that's even true. Someone told me that. That could be total horseshit. But... Uh, <laughs> everything's so wide. So you go into a store that like, there was a store that was like a Funko Pop store, and the ceiling's like forty feet high, and there's just Funko Pops all over the place. It's not even like they had other toys. Like they had my the same toy that I had, the McCready. But anyway, I I like malls. Malls are cool. They're fun to just kind of walk around because they're dying. Like I feel like I'm like walking around like a zombified carcass. Like I'm like this won't be here for long. But I will miss that, because you can't get the same sales you get in a store that you get online. It is what it is, and it ain't what it used to be. So, another thing. This all happened on a Saturday. All these stores, I'm going to tell you before we get into the lore. I finally got to play D&D again in person. It's uh, someone I used to work with, and now I work with her husband. And uh, we had gone to a party. A real rager for a two-year-old. Uh, and we go to this party, and we're hanging out, and we're talk- we started talking about D&D, and, you know, she's she's cool. She makes me laugh in, like, really weird ways, this girl. And when I met her husband, he's, like, the same way, but, like, quieter, which is really funny. Like, the first time I ever met her, I was, like, cleaning out my area at work, and I found a ketchup packet that must have been there. You ever find, like, a ketchup packet or, like, a sugar packet or, like, a cup 
out of place and you can tell it's from like 94 or like 2006 and you're just like this is not healthy to be around not even like to ingest but just to be around so I found this like old school McDonald's ketchup packet and it was like her first day working there and I just I don't even know why I did it I went up to her and I put it like on her desk and slid it to her and I went don't say I never gave you nothing and I walked away and she talked about that as if it was if, as if I stood up there and did the seven words you can't say on TV and she thought it was the funniest thing ever. It wasn't. It was a throwaway joke that my dad used to do all the time. I'd be like, hey, can you pass me a bottle of water? And he'd be like, don't say I never gave you nothing. Like, it meant nothing. And she brings it up all the time, right? So I go to play D&D with these people. And I don't think they were ready for the way I play D&D because they're, like, all serious. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. My stats are kind of my stats. and just... I'm playing a bard, which... If you've listened to me play Ron Gorman, you know that, like, that's me just playing the character I always play. Like, I'm playing a, 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 sh- a changeling, so I can, like, morph into, like, other races and genders and shit. And, like, I'm just gonna walk around, and, like, I don't care. Like, my character, the whole base of my character is that he doesn't care because he can just change into whatever he wants, and he just creates a new identity and moves from town to town. He's like a vagabond, a, sh- uh, a, 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 a nomad, if you will. And, like, he doesn't care, like, he has, like, he collects money, but he, but he doesn't, like, earn it, he collects it, because to him it's a joke. And, like, they weren't ready for it, like, whatsoever weren't ready for it, so, because, like, someone's like, your story doesn't add up. I'm like, that's because they're words and not numbers. And they were like, I don't know how to deal with this person. And it's just cool to play again, like, I got to roll dice in person, and, like, I got to build a character in person, we got to sit around a table in person, I haven't played D&D in person since, like, the end of 2019. I probably haven't enjoyed it since sometime in 2018. So, like, to actually play it the way the good lord intended. Ugh. Delicious. And, like, I left this party, this this D&D group thing that I was doing, because my cousin had texted me, and he's like, Yo, I'm gonna be in your neck of the woods for, like, two and a half hours. Would you like to get lunch? And I'm like, yeah, dude, absolutely. So it's, I think he was in town for a, a bachelor party that was like an hour and a half away or something. And they wanted to see a couple of spots and do a couple of things. So they stopped in my neck of the woods. And uh, I got to see him for maybe an hour, which sucks because I would have liked to see him more. Like I even cleaned my place because I like he said he was coming. And I was like, let me, let me clean. So I like did my dishes and like vacuumed and put a... My couch is a futon, so I put sheets on it, like a bed, whatever. Um, but no, it was just cool. Like, I love when people come to visit, because it's like, hey, look at this thing. I live here. Like, look at this. Like, when my friend Alex came to visit, and he saw this band sleep. Uh, I, like, took him in my room, and he, like, saw the shelf that's... Hold on. Let me do this correctly. This shelf here that is a screenshot that he uses my green screen backdrop. Like, he saw that. Sorry, audio listeners. He saw that and he was like, dude, you don't even like Fallout. I was like, no, you're right, I don't. And, like, it was cool because he got to see this green screen. And, like, it didn't mean anything to him. Like, I know he doesn't listen or watch. But, like, it meant something to me because I was like, yeah, this is just, I record this in my bedroom. But, like, you know, it's like my little studio. I have my laptop, my Focusrite, my sampler. Like, my fan is on the floor. I don't have it on, but it's on the floor. And here's my computer. Like, it's just, you know, it's cool. It's like when you're a kid, like, I know dollhouse things are for girls, but, like, you have, like, a little Lego house or something you build. You want to show it off. I'm like, guys, look at my place. Look at this. 
So I, I was a little bummed that I didn't get to see him for longer. I think he's back on the East Coast at this point, but it was nice. I love having people. I love I love hosting. Like I love having people over and like playing games. It's cool. But you know we got to get into the lore. And before I get into the lore, I have to get in to the Patreon and thank the fine, fine folks who continue to support the show. Again, there is a $10 tier called Filmed Live before a studio audience where you can listen to me record these live. There is a chat. I forgot to say that earlier. There is a chat that you can, like, interact with us. And I'll probably, like, be like, oh, hey, this person said this here. That's a very salient point coming from this individual. And, like, you know, you become a part of the show. And it's live. And you get to hear all the, the fuck-ups. Um, normally, when Kyle says a racial slur, I have to beep it, but you, you get to hear it. My lawyers have informed me that, for legal reasons, I have to declare that that was a joke. <laughs> you get to hear him say them. And, you know, that could be fun. Could be. I don't know if it is for other people, but, you know. But I have to thank the Patreon. Thank you for your love and support. Starting from the top, I have to thank... The OG Noah. Thank you, Noah. After Noah, I have to thank Danny. Thank you, Danny. After Danny, I have to thank Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. And last, but certainly not least, I have to thank TP. Thank you, TP. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for the love. Thank you for the support. Like I said, link link in the description of the Patreon if you'd like to support the program. But now it is time for our lore of the week. I'm going to continue to talk syllabically for the rest of the episode. No, uh, I usually ask a question in the Discord. This week I didn't because time is rough. I, uh, I, <laughs> I, I made my schedule worse for myself. Like I don't already have enough shit to do. I know. I know. But still. I had to do it. I actually have an idea for what I think is a really good lore question for this coming week. Uh, I wanted to do it, but again, I'm bad with time management. I'm sorry. Please stop yelling at me. So last week I asked the question. I, I believe all I said is, tell me what you want to hear. And Mr. Tom Flood said he wanted to hear the Gomera, the Gomorrah and, by extension, the Omeritas. He didn't say that. He wanted to hear about the Gomorrah. Uh, but the casino descriptions are so bland that I throw the Omeritas in. So, and I think I said last week I might just use the same lore, the same, one of the lores. So this week's lore is on the Gamora, the Casinus, the Casino from Fallout New Vegas, and the crime family, the Omeritas, that run it. Now, if you'd like to hear any lore, and I mean any lore whatsoever, make sure you're in the Discord, because once a week, sometime, somewhere, I will ask some sort of a question, and the first person to get it right gets to pick lore for the week. And this week, by way of Mr. Tom Flood, comes to you, the Gomorrah, the Casino, and the family of the Omeritans. So the Gomorrah is one of three casinos on the Strip. It is favorited by NCR. The NCR love this casino. And I think because it's kind of just this hit of hedonism... I believe is the word I use in the notes here. I get all my lore for my notes off of fallout.fandom.com. This pit of hedonism isn't bogged down by bureaucratic bureaucracy, which is redundant, I know. But it isn't rules. It isn't regulations. It's what do you like? 
Do you like chems? Do you like drink? Do you like man or woman or something in between? Do you like uh, double prostitution? I don't know. Like, do what do you want? Like, you want me to chain you up and whip you? You want to? You want to be put in a cage? Whatever size you like, we got you. Like, I think that's it's just people in high places like to be brought down a peg. These are people with power, but these are also people that are being told what to do constantly. So to kick back and take some chems, I think that's why it's favored by NCR. This is run, the, the Gamora is run by the Omeritas, like I said. Its attractions are prostitution, alcohol, chems, gambling, silk sheets on the bed, baby. It's a meme, kind of. I thought it was funny that it was like advertised that they had silk sheets, but like, I want a good night's sleep. Also, like, you know, get a couple caps, get a lady or a fella, and hit the silk sheets. You kidding me? It is also the only ghoul-friendly casino on the Strip, which I think is super cool. Uh, I wish I could see, like, think about how cool it would be to see a ghoul in a suit in the tops. And, like, he's 260 years old, 50 years old. And he's just like, my God, just as I remember. Like, I think there's a lot of storytelling that could be told there. I know that it's famously an 18th month game where they're like, oh, yeah, you can do it in that amount of time. Whatever. I get it. It's a meme. I'm part of the Fallout New Vegas community. But, like, that would have been a really fun story to explore. I really like the idea of time and loneliness and things passing by and watching the world. I'm surprised I don't like Red Dead 2 more. But I do like the first one a lot. But, like, watching watching something change from what you once knew and, like, like the Simpsons quote. I used to be with it, and then they changed what it was, and then I don't know what it is anymore. And that's a paraphrase, but still. Again, these, these notes on the casinos are so sparse, because there's not much to them. There's something to them, but it's more... What is the soul, the meat, the potatoes, the gravy of the game as the characters? Not so much the places they inhabit. Now, sometimes the places they inhabit could be some heaters, some bangers, some, uh, some slappers, but... It's mostly the people. I want to point out real quick, I don't have it in the notes, and there's just some things I want to read off the wiki real quick, but I do want to point out, uh, they have a courtyard that has like a pool outside, like a sauna cabana area, and I always think it's cool because there's only like one reason to go out there, and I feel like nobody knows about it. The background music for the Gamora is Serenity, which was played in Modoc in Fallout 2. The Omeritas refer to House as the Overboss or Not at Home, which is cool. If you're in the suite level where the people are sleeping, you can hear people shouting in pain and or pleasure. So according to the Wild Wasteland credits, it mentions that there was a ton of errors because of how difficult it is to spell the word Gomorrah. Uh, they were going to change the name to Sodom, which is another biblical town. Now that's all I have on the Gomorrah, but that is not lore because we're going to talk now about the Omertas. They are a highly organized group of mobsters. Now, I hate the way they do my people. Not just this, just in general. I, like, it's very heavily implied, like, hey, baba goose, skip a cream, where's the gnoll? Oh, hey, oh, oh, fucking Polly. Like, it's just... My people are more than just noises and food. <laughs> They are pre I like the way I wrote this. 
They are proud of the pit they control of filth under the glow of a cleaner New Vegas neon. They like that they're scum. Like, these are dudes that... I've heard this about guys from, like, the 50s and 60s and the 40s. That, like, you stunk. And you were proud of your stank. Like, from what I'm saying, my grandfather was, a, like, a stanky dude. But not, like, in a bad way. Like, your musk, like, was who you were. Like, you'd shower maybe every other day or whatever. But, like, that stench was, like, that. What that's what made you a man. And, like, they're proud of that. They got wispy mustaches... And, like, their hair is slicked back, and they got nine weeks' worth of gel in it, where it's like a cartoon. You could comb your hair back and, like, back. Like, they're, they're characters. Now, before they were the Omertas, and House found them, they were just a tribe called the Slitherkin. And what they were known for is taking unsuspecting traders, visitors, people that are just walking the wastes, and they would lure them into their camp and then drug them, and then they would either kill them or enslave them. And that's what House liked about them. He saw this. He saw this ruthlessness and went, that's who I need. I need the Slitherkin. Brought him in, game suits, the rest is history. They were a nomadic people, which I think is really interesting. And I wish the Omertas are the most underdeveloped family on the strip for multiple reasons. One of them being that if you do their quest where you sell, and I'll talk about it a little later, where you sell the Legion... I'm sorry, you sell out the strip to the Legion so the Legion has an easier way of getting to the strip. That, like, no matter what you do, doesn't show up at the end of the game. Like, there's no end card that's like, the courier's doing with the Omertas led the, the Legion into the strip prior to the end of the battle, thus killing hundreds of NCR. Like, nothing like that happens. It's just, hey, you did a quest. Good for you. There's also, like, the character work... There's a really good quest. Like, the quest, the Omerita quest is really good. I just wish there was more. Because they're sleazy. Like, I wish you could... I wish you could influence other casinos into doing stuff like them. Like, I wish one... Kind of like how Fallout 4 has that DLC, the New World DLC. And, like, one raider faction kind of takes over and the other one's kind of under them. Do that, but on the, on the strip. This game was made in 18 months. I'm not complaining. I just always want more because I'm a... I'm a, I'm a glut. So the leader of the Omertas, the guy who obsessively runs the gang and the casino, is a fellow by Nero, which I'm guessing is supposed to be like a reference to Robert De Niro in the movie Casino, because there's another fellow there who uh, is who's like uh, an underboss whose name is Cacino, which is probably like Al Pacino, like a play on that, and they're always in every movie together. Nero has a right-hand man who goes by the name Big Sal. Big fan of Big Sal. That's a strong name. And just because I'm never going to have any other chance to talk about this other than right now, these glasses that I wear for every episode, you can see them. Hi, how are you? You're looking great today. Hope you feel well. These glasses are inspired by the glasses that Robert De Niro wears in the movie Casino. I like them. They're very large. I feel like they fit my face. So, the Omertas, being a gang, being a, a mafia, live their life by a code. The mafia of yore in, in New York, uh, I don't know if this is factual, but I think it's in The Godfather, is you live by the sword, you die by the sword. I don't know if anybody else said that, or if that's just Mario Puzo came up with that. The code for the Omertas is never betray the family, everything is permitted. If you break the code, they kill you, swiftly. 
no ifs, ands, or buts. You messed up, you're out, you're done, it's over, goodbye. They're obsessed with power, and they get their employees, this is what's so dastardly, they get new employees hooked on chems for free. So they push them drugs. They just push and push and push and push. And then eventually, they say, okay, you want more chems, you gotta buy them. So now you're in debt to the to the, the, the emeritus, and you're stuck there. You can't get out. You can't do anything. You are trapped in their grip. Now, they're so hungry for power, like I said earlier, they're willing to sell out. They're willing to sell out the strip to the Legion for not very much. They're more than, than happy to say to the Legion, hey, we just we want a slice of this pie when you take over, which the Legion's not going to allow. Like, sorry to be the bearer of the bad news, but like, they're not going to allow that. They're going to, Kaiser will come in and go, okay, cool, thanks. Either you obey every word I say or you and your family are slaves. Like, so they're willing to sell them out. They wind up doing it if you do the quest and they totally want to negate everything House wants to do and the NCR that are frequently in there. Again, a few things I want to read off the wiki directly, just real quick. This is one thing I wanted to get exactly. The Omertas do not have any other business or exposure to the other tribes and factions in the Mojave Wasteland. It is mentioned by the Gamora receptionist and Papa Khan that the Omertas, along with the rest of the families that was to become the three families, had a war with the Khans. The result was the Khans being driven from the ruins of Las Vegas to the northeast to settle Bitter Springs, thus ensuring that the tribes Mr. House had hired could begin renovating Vegas. That one I wanted to read directly, because I think that's super cool that the Khans have just always, like, every iteration in every game just gets shit on. Just real quick, one little behind-the-scene note for you that I think is awesome. I'm going to read it directly. When asked why the Omertas did not have Tommy guns, Josh Sawyer replied that he didn't want the strip to feel like another new Reno. Whether you liked new Reno or hated it, they definitely had the Tommy gun gangster thing going on. Cool. That's really all I have to say about the Omertas and their casino, the Gomorrah. And that, my friends, is in fact this week's lore. So, lastly, I want to talk about the Fallout show for Amazon Prime. Behind me will be some of the shots that have been leaked. I know I just got done saying stop leaking things from the show, but this is so cool. Behind me are pictures of Vault 32. And it's real. Like, tell me this. Tell me right now. I'm sorry, audio listeners. But tell me this doesn't look like it could happen, dude. Like, tell me this doesn't look like the real deal. Like, tell me this doesn't look believable. Tell me with a straight face that this does not look like the bedroom that Fallout 3 starts in. This looks like what being a little boy to me feels like. Being 11 years old and playing this game for the first time, playing Fallout 3 for the first time. That's what this feels like to me when I see this. There's a, there has to be a Your Special book laying around here somewhere, that rocking chair. If they don't have a framed poster of James and his wife, or, or, or Revelations, if they don't have that, I'm going to be very upset. Just, just something in the background for fans to, to see. Don't pander with your references, but make them decent fucking references. 
This, to me, looks amazing. This is so gosh damn cool. This gets me so excited for this show. Look how real this looks. There's like a barn thing, like a stable, if you will. I can only imagine what's going to be there. This vault looks pretty much intact. This is... There was an episode with Kyle a while back where we are talking about the show. This is most likely where the show will start. Walton Goggins will leave this vault, or he's a ghoul, who knows. But someone is going to leave this vault, and it is going to be... This is the character you project yourself onto. This looks super dope. I'm so excited for this. I don't even know what Vault 32... I, as far as I know, there is no canonical thing for what Vault 32 is. Maybe it's a control vault. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's a vault where there's something silly like all of the people inside of the vault uh, were left-handed and then they were given right-handed appliances or some dumb shit. Like... Maybe it's maybe it's a group of people that, like, they're all autistic. I don't know why that came to me. I had a lot of conversations about autism at work today. Turns out someone I work with just got diagnosed. And uh, they fell down the rabbit hole of what it is. Anyway, just there's so much that can, that is inspiring me from these pictures behind me. Like, there's so much neat that this could be. I want to know what the experiment is. I want to just see. I, I, I can't wait to see people walking through these halls with pit boys. Like, I can't wait to see someone be like, oh, can't, can't. I have this thing going on. I have to, I have to go make sure the water rations are secure for the next week. Like, I can't. I, I want a soap opera in this universe just to see what life inside of a vault is, what the politics of living in a vault is, what's the drama of living in a vault. What's the drama of, let's say there's like a group that goes and explores the wastes and they're like, let's put it in high school uh, analogy. They're like the football jocks. And there's one dude who's like, yeah, I'm out there and I'm killing death claws and super mutants left and right. Slinging dick. And then there's like some pencil neck geek who's like, I just want someone to notice me. And he's, like, really smart, and, like, there's some red-headed scientist woman, and they, like, slowly fall in love. Like, I'm, I'm writing this now. Like, I just want, like, I want a rom-com that is just inside of a vault. Like, I want to know the politics of it. I want to know every inch of this vault. I want to know every inch of the world. I want to know what state it's in. I want to know what the inhabitants are thinking. I bet if you really sat down and looked at a map of where all of the vaults are, geographically, you could figure out about where this is supposed to take place. Like, there's 101, there's, like, 87, there's 111 plus 1, 116, like, it's all kind of in that that region there, and, like, the East Coast is a lot of lower numbers. Like, I bet if you look where, like, 20, 15 through 45 is, you'd have a really decent chance of being like, all right, well, it's in this area. I just thought of this now. Somebody, if you do it, join the Discord, let me know, put in the comments below something, because I'd really, really, really like to hear your theories. Join the Discord just to talk about this, because like, I really want to do something when, like, with this show when it comes out. I don't know what I'm going to do, uh, but like, I want to do it. I, I, I just, I, make, I hate that I have to buy Amazon. I hate it. But it's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to do it, and I'm going to watch it, and I'm either going to love this or I'm either going to hate this. If I'm fair to middling on this, I'll be incredibly surprised. 
But like, let's also get a Psychonauts animated program. That's a conversation for a completely other day. But just real quick, behind me again, if you haven't been paying attention, have been the pictures. They'll be on screen for just a little while longer. Look how dope this is. This looks amazing. I can't wait to watch this. I can't wait to see what they do with the story. I just hope they're not just going to be like, hey, we're going to just do Fallout 3 again. But other than that, my friends, this has been episode 215. My name has been Vince. If you like the intro music, it's by the one and only Shane Ivers. Get his music at SilbermanSounds.com slash free music. If you like the intro song, which is Feather Duster, throw Feather Duster in at the end there. If not, all of his heaters are free. I hope you guys are well. Link to, in the description to the Discord, my Twitter, the show's Twitter, Kyle's Twitter, the Redbubble, to the Patreon. Thank you. I love you. Don't forget about the film live in front of a live studio audience tier. I hope you guys have been well. I hope you're enjoying life. I hope somebody finds a reason to make you smile. And I hope that whatever you do today or tomorrow or the next day or the day after or what have you, you're happy. I love you very much. And I will speak with you next week. Bye, everybody. Atomic Radio Hour Podcast. A Gulman Entertainment Production.